Hello and welcome to another fine mez, Global Capital's dedicated securitization podcast. I'm Tom Lemon, your host, and I'm joined by our CLO reporter, Victoria Teeler. Hello. We're still a man down, though. George is enjoying his final day of paternity leave. We're recording uh, on Friday, the 1st of September. Jesus, summer's <laughs> yeah, over. I know. Well, you really feel it. I did, I did, I did step like three meters outside of my house to take the trash out. And I was like, is it Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> well, I did, I did actually speak to George yesterday and he said things are going well. And he and his partner, Georgia, found a sort of eight hour slot in the day where they're both sort of lucid. Oh, lucky that he can, that's the exact eight hours he can work again next week. (laughs) Yeah, well well, he said like at the start of the week he was thinking I how the hell am I going to be able to work and help look after these two Um, but then he also said which I wanted to tell everyone (laughs) hopefully he doesn't actually listen to this episode but he, he also said parenting was hard but not quite as hard as people make out the cheek <laughs> but i wonder how many of our listeners are thinking just you wait you and like just just like swearing <laughs> just you wait wait till there's two of them wait till there's three of them wait till they're one <laughs> he's had two weeks and he's decided right yeah this malarkey it's it's easy yeah sure and, sure yeah. i'm sure i'll only be uphill from there which we both say was like the authority of two people who are like three years older than him and don't have any children of our own. But like, <laughs> yeah, you you are right. Maybe it is easy. Who knows? Um, I, I do know of some people sort of insisting that well, some fathers insisting uh-huh. that they will, they will go to the office every single day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what can I do? Got to work. Oh, oh yeah. Exactly. Can provide. Um, yeah. My dad, actually, I think he nearly got divorced um, oh. because he was working when he had me. He was working all the time and then he was playing cricket for uh, e- Ealing Cricket Club, who were quite Ooh. good back in the, in the 90s. And he was like, oh, don't worry. Uh, to my mum, I'll only play the national tournaments. One's on a Saturday, one's on a Sunday. And they got to the final of both and she nearly killed him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for you, Victoria, it's also been a bit of a jolly, actually, hasn't it? it? Has. Um, I, on the other hand, uh, and I might need a massage this week. <laughs> my, my you, should, you should check our neck. benefits if, if, we can, if we can claim that. <laughs> yeah, occupational health. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I think that should prevent you from like, what if you have like a slip disc at some point from all the stress? Yes, but you've been on holiday. Um, uh, what have you been? What have you been up to? Well, it's it's a bit of a staycation actually, um, because I have three friends from Germany visiting who created another fine mess in my room. <laughs> 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 I did not prepare this at all. This was entirely spontaneous. Um, and yeah, so so we <laughs> basically screw you, Tom. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we've just basically been running around London. Um, I feel like we've done nothing at all, but I think that's just because I know how vast and big London is and how much more you can do, but I've converted them to at least like five new food items, including matcha bubble tea. And, but you, I mean, you did manage to get that Onyx store Q&A out, um, which we'll, we'll talk about later, but, and also you wrote a little piece with, uh, ABS deal flow, because it's all kicking off, isn't it? It is, yeah. Like, well, I mean, CLO, there was like one static CLO KKR price that yesterday, but yeah, it, like there was so much ABS stuff. I just cosplayed as George the entire day and wrote like 
a big piece listing all those all those deals. Um, um, yeah, so um, Santander through its vehicle homes um, priced the UK prime mortgage RMBS. Um, and yeah, then we got a bunch of other things in the pipeline. I think one banker said would go nuts, I think he put it. Um, yeah. So we got a uh, couple of ABS deals, um, red and black, and then lease plan um, launched some auto ABS deals. We got WeZinc Bank in Portugal. I hope I pronounced that correctly. They want to do some credit card securitization. There's Principal Building Society uh, with some more UK RMBS um, and like a bunch of other things in the pipeline. So uh, yeah, it seems like it's going to go wild when George is back. And didn't you even get like a little scoop, Tom? Oh, yes. Yeah. So we we've heard that there's also going to be another prime UK RMBS coming to the market um, that hasn't been seen for four years or since 2019, which is Leeds Building Society. Um, so watch out for that one. Um, yeah, and then yeah. and then of and course then... ING. Um, yeah, yeah, that... another deal I was about to say. I was yeah. saving the best one for oh, last because that ties in so nicely with your story um, about yeah, the, green, the green lion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That was easy to select a photo, wasn't it? Just exactly. No to all issuers and banks, please have more descriptive. Like don't don't call yourself fiery I'm... number eight. Call yourself the red <laughs> turtle, please. But even that, even Friary, Friary's good. You can do something with that. But but I mean you look at some of the 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 American deals, they they, they feel very um it's just everything is mortgage trust. It just ends mortgage trust. Right. And, and you're just sort of like, oh, God, okay, right, let's not have fun. So I, I, Santander have got good form. So they, they've often done that, like things like um, the Finnish ABS and things like that. They've or, or, or the auto ABS all has cool names. So you've got like a Kimi after Kimi Raikkonen and then like a Tommy after a rally car racer that I can't remember his name. Yeah, and like you can just show different kinds of cars. Like that's fun. <laughs> um... Yeah, yeah. Picture selection is hard for us. But yeah, so so yeah, it, it's it's really interesting um, on the ESG side of things. I mean, it, it feels like we've been talking about like momentum in ESG building for quite a long time of my career at <laughs> Global <laughs> Capital. But but to be fair to the market um, and to the regulators to some degree, we did have the whole you know you've had COVID and then you had Ukraine. Yeah. Um, and, and like inflation and higher interest rates coming as a sort of knock on, but also inevitable consequence of that. Um, but it is it is very good to see that ING, uh, the Dutch the Dutch bank, have launched Green Lion uh, as opposed to their normal Orange Lion. Mm. So um, time, yeah, so it's their first it's their first green RMBS and it's prime. Um, but yeah, it's. Do you think that's like proper momentum that's now building with that, or is it sort of a one-off? Mm, yeah, time? I struggle. I think, you know, I spoke to an investor, and he's he was saying, you know, it's so for the for for the issuers, for the originators, it's so mm. so difficult to um to sort of organize the assets and the mortgages in this way, and f like literally with a fine tooth comb go through them you know um and make sure that they fit and then um and then and then i i spoke to um a board member at pcs max bronzevar 
and and he was saying that he knew of instances where you know companies were just saying you know what this might be a green securitization but we are steering clear of it because if we get these i think he called the the green bond the eu green bond standard he said he called he called it a monster of a regulation he said <laughs> those issuers are thinking well if i get it wrong just a tiny bit do you know what happens yeah. i'm i'm on the front page of the of of my local newspaper or whatever and the, and 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 something like global capital as well going you're a greenwasher and and yeah. you can you can understand the the, yeah. the fear and i think that I holds it back um yeah. and then on top of it i feel like sorry this might be a bit of a tangent but i sometimes feel like that's a bit of an excuse like the fear of greenwashing is kind of a very easy way to be like oh i so badly want to get it right i'm really afraid of getting it wrong so i'm not going to do anything at all well well yeah it could be but but like so i think it was toyota at the start of the year yeah. or maybe last year i can't i can't quite remember i think it was this year yes it was this year i think toyota did a deal an auto abs deal and it was electric vehicles and yeah. they they didn't do any green labeling any of that stuff because because it was just like just just we don't need to do that it's abs it's auto abs we'll get a good price yeah yes it's got green stuff in it if you if you like that if you want to put it in your sustainable funds you go ahead but for us this is what it is it's it, we're not marketing it as that and just get on with it interesting kind of defeats the purpose of the whole like green bond labeling and standards because isn't that exactly what they're meant to do like make it easy and clearly visible yeah and uh, you know and for this piece i also you know the, the idea around this story you know the, the ing thing was quite also serendipitous um <laughs> in that i was trying to write a, a piece around aux money's um the, the german lender that they, they, they acquired a dutch lender lender and spender last week and i was trying to write a piece about esg more broadly and um and it just so happened that ing came along in, uh yesterday <laughs> um but but you know so i was talking to to one of the managing directors there um and yeah he was like you know we've done social abs and things like that um and, and they've done it regularly for a couple of years but they still don't see a price difference yet the market and mm -hmm. that's the thing the market doesn't really have debt um so it's it's tough it it's yeah. it's a it's a fair way away from being a sort of regular meaningful market however However, positive signs. There are some positive signs. And I'd say the one that makes me most positive is solar ABS. Yeah. Um, so um, we spoke to NPAL, who actually, they won our, our award last year for private securitization of the year. Yeah, okay. And it was a solar private solar ABS warehouse that they did with City and M&G. And I caught up with uh, Bella Schramm, who's the director of securitization there. And... Um, you know they they're really building on their success so they've they've now opened two more um warehouses that with the aim of eventually mm. being public securitization I, I think um and then you know he was talking about how in barcelona you know they met with lots of investors and and things were really good um and i think he said it was reassuring it made them think okay mm -hmm. we're on the right path here um because because their business is really pure. There's really no fear of greenwashing here. This is a solar yeah. loan yeah, that, that helps the customer reduce their energy bills as well. 
um, and it's clearly good for the environment. So, so it's perhaps a bit easier for them. Um, he also said, which I thought was quite interesting, is that they're going to try and do the same thing with their heat pump loans. Oh, right. Which sort of builds, you might know more about this than me, but I think it builds in with the German government sort of plan. German government, yeah. They're, they're planning to, to ban sort of oil and gas heating pumps uh, or heating systems. So, yeah, all the, all the pump there is expected to be quite a lot of demand. So that seems like a quite logical So the, And there's a bit of um, a synergy there because the, the solar can heat solar can power the heat pump as well and so they're trying to do heat pump abs or at least they're thinking about it in in the future um and you know i spoke to a ratings guy and he he, he actually confirmed that he, he he felt that solar abs and heat pump abs would be the most likely places for a sort of let's say meaningful public securitization market in europe to to appear so yeah it's a bit of a mixed bag but you know, ING have come out and that's great. And you can't knock them. It's 750 million euros. So it's it's no small feat. But um, but yeah, the, the, you've you got to caveat it with, you know, the, the Dutch market's also a bit unique because of their, their modern housing stock. I think um, the UK would have probably like, I think it's like less than 2% of the UK's houses would qualify yeah. for, for the Dutch system because our... Because of our old <laughs> decrepit infrastructure. Every time. It's like such a popular question for Germans when they hear about that I live in the UK to ask me, so do you have like double glazed windows? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, so I've got family in, um, in Copenhagen and it's the exact same thing. Like you see these houses, like I went, to an, uh, I went on a holiday there to an island called Moon. You see these little things, they, they look a bit like huts. Yeah. And then you go, and you know, the weather's awful. It's a summer holiday. This is a summer holiday. <laughs> yeah, 50 it's, mile an it's hour. A summer holiday in, in Denmark, Tom. Yeah, you had that I know, I know. But like, you can't hear the wind yeah. inside. You're too hot inside. <laughs> it's, and you know, the idea of that in, in England is, uh, is rare, shall we say, <laughs> but yes. Exactly. The idea that you're not either freezing to death or boiling <laughs> like a lobster. <laughs> so, yeah, it's um, it, it's an yeah. interesting development. It's going to keep going, but it could take some time. Um, it could. And in the meantime, while we're waiting for that, if anybody wants to read Tom's story about it, um, it is titled Green Lion Joins EU ABS Party, but ESG Yet to War. Oh, and you should absolutely just come for the title. I, 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 I see it. I acknowledge your genius, Tom. Um, right. <laughs> we're on such a roll today. <laughs> right, let's get on to, to CLOs and your work. So you sort of, it's almost like beyond the grave. Uh, you got a story out while you're on holiday. Um, and you did, it was really interesting. You did an interview with Ronnie Jaber, um, who's the co-head of Onyx Credit. Um, and obviously you, you spoke about them and wrote about them a lot last week, but you did this really nice Q&A with him. Um, it was, you know, I think the headline is, most people tell you it's crazy to do a CLO in August. And that's a quote from him. And I, and I think, you know, but but what that then refers to is that it's, interesting i suppose that he thinks q4 could be a bit rubbish for CLO. yeah yeah i was i was quite pleased about this interview because he had some quite quite interesting kind of thoughts so um i think it's definitely worth a read and yeah he basically said yeah so 
of course, everybody thinks about this sort of summer gap in issuance and everybody's away. Um, but and he, he actually said that some investors came to them and were like, well, if you wait until like September or October, we're going to like give you this and that. It's going to price so much tighter. But then um, his reasoning was that it's not really just about the liabilities. Um, and he said they thought that at that time they were able to sort of put together a good like ramp up a good portfolio of loans at a decent price. Um, and that was sort of worth coming a bit earlier um, and sort of maybe being considered a bit mad by other people. Um, because, yeah, he, he said that he expected it later on to become a bit, yeah, a bit trickier, which um, I also thought was interesting because most people I talk to are getting a bit more bullish about loan supply um, at the moment. So, yeah, it was really, really interesting to see that somebody had a bit of a more nuanced view there. Um, mm. Definitely going to be interesting. And it's interesting that he mentions like, you know, people going on holiday in August and that making the deal dif difficult. And I know it's a, it's something of a sort of throwaway comment, but I, d I do find it like when you step back and think about it, you, you've got like this sort of large... Like we've got the internet. Yeah, large financial <laughs> institutions. And they're still kind of like, they still got to consider that like some guys are on holiday in august <laughs> i know like you would think that's like more than one person working i mean we coordinate our holidays like um you george and i try to like and i have at least one person like there yes yeah, so it's a bit it's a bit mad maybe some of it is a bit of a sort of like again i'm, I'm just gonna like point out all the call out all the easy excuses that people make for things uh this episode um it might be one of those but to be fair like, I mean, some people must still be around because Onyx got priced at 175 base points for the AAA tranche, which is perfectly in line with sort of the tightest deals we've seen um, in the past few weeks. So like a couple of people must have been back at their desks or maybe just hit by from a beach in uh, Bermuda or so. It is fair enough, isn't it? But um, but yes, and then, and then the, the last thing you sort of mentioned, I think you might have alluded to this, um, last week as well is that it it certainly feels like resets are going to be a big element of of things. I, I spoke to a, a banker in the, in New York last week as well, and he was he was very much of that view. I don't think anyone else. Yeah, I mean, in the US, it's basically well underway the whole wave of resets. In the UK, in, in sorry, the UK in Europe, it's sort of still just starting out. We got a couple of people sort of putting in cleansing notices, um, and I actually explicitly asked Ronnie about this because they have a CLO that I think would be sort of a very natural candidate for a reset. They priced it um, in November last year, um, sort of in that time period where everybody got priced at 200 basis points and above. They have a one year non-call period. So the equity investors are sort of allowed to call a reset in about two months. Um, so I asked him explicitly about it and he, he couldn't explicitly say um that they're intending to do that but i feel like sort of between the lines he did say that if non-calls are coming up like those deals are probably going to be like at the front of the line and, and then he sort of reiterated that you really need a good defensive portfolio so that you don't need an extra equity injection to do it and he also strongly emphasized that that is what onyx does <laughs> building good defensive portfolios so like it wouldn't completely um catch me <laughs> off guard <laughs> if we thought a reset by that CLO. Um, and yeah, there's, I think there's roughly a dozen deals um, that are in a similar, in similar circumstances. So there could be sort of like, probably not 
sort of the huge activity that Reset used to um, contribute to the market, but definitely sort of a solid little little wave towards the end of the year. Awesome. Well, next week, I think, is going to be super, super busy in, in Europe. Um, maybe maybe not for you, maybe just for George. Maybe just leave it all for George. He does need to maybe catch up George. on, you know, a lot. So, um, yeah, and it's Labor Day in the US for me, so... I'm not going to do anything. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, actually, all my contacts are going to be back from holiday. So I'm just going to be, I'm just going to have this, I'm just going to relish in people yes. actually picking up the phone and when then, I call and them. And then there's um, a S&P are doing a conference, a little conference um, on Thursday yeah, as well yeah. that I hope we'll both attend. Um, but yeah, it could be quite busy on the ABS side of things. I imagine there'll be even more to come, come Monday and Tuesday. Um, but I'm afraid for us, that's all we've got time for this week. Um, next week, I am very hopeful that we will have a full house and maybe we'll like hear like a baby, baby crying. Like that would be fun. Uh, <laughs> crying in the background. Now he does have a really good microphone. I think we will. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, please, please remember to subscribe to, to the podcast, uh, on your favorite podcast subscribing platform. I don't know how these things work um or sign up to our daily newsletters for securitization on the global capital website because we include them in there as well um and as ever if you want to get in touch please email me at tom.lemon at globalcapital.com or victoria at victoria.tila at globalcapital.com but for now it's goodbye goodbye <laughs>